Hi, my name is Ayo and I welcome you all to the All Job Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about workplace competition and integrity. I'm going to start us off with a bit of a story that happened to me at work and I guess that will give some context as to how we got to this topic and our main focus today will be on integrity and then part two will delve deeper into workplace competition. So I currently work as a HR generalist within the media industry. And I guess I have a background in law as I did an undergrad in business law and I focused on employment within that. And I guess over time I found that a career in HR best suited my skills and interests. And so I've been employed in my current company for just under two years. And while I'm in a role that is really diverse and I get to do loads of different things and it would almost be a lie for me to say that I'm not growing and learning in it your girl wants some more coins and because of that I think I got a bit frustrated in the current role that I was in and I guess this is where my story starts. I started to get a bit frustrated because I started to want more and I think the only way I felt like I could achieve that then was to show my manager that I was worth a promotion and I was worth a pay rise and so because of that I became really competitive and obsessed with this idea that I needed to be the best and I had a colleague who we were in the exact same role but we looked after different business areas and the business area I looked after gave me just a bit more exposure and allowed me to highlight my skills just that bit more and because of that I found myself becoming really cutthroat and really trying to highlight how I was better than my colleague. So for instance, if my colleague did something wrong, not that I was happy that she had done something something wrong, but I knew it was like a tick in my box, like, well, look, I'm really competent and I'm not making these mistakes, so you should promote me. That was going on for a number of months. And then I remember one day I was at home and I was reading the story of Daniel and the Lord just really started to convict me on my behavior. And I remember he said to me, I remember so clearly he said to me, you have to serve her. And I remember thinking to myself, Lord, what does that mean? And he was like, if you can see that she doesn't know something, instead of using that as a point to show how you are better, why don't you teach her? And I was thinking, but (laughs) how's that going to get me my promotion? But I guess I had to be obedient and not to say that I was 100% obedient, but I definitely think it changed my outlook on the situation. I was able to, I guess, instead of seeing her as my competition and trying to bring her down to bring myself up, I had to get this promotion in the right way. And I'm sure even for my manager, if she was going to hire somebody in a next into a higher role, she would have wanted somebody that was a team player. So actually me showing integrity in this way was actually also to my benefit. But before I go too deeply into what I learned and what he told me to do, I think it's really important for us to first look at the story of Daniel and see what we can learn from him. The story starts with King Nebuchadnezzar asking his eunuch to bring him some of the children of Israel to serve in his palace. And he gave a bit of a description of who he wanted. For example, he asked for men who were wise, handsome, quick learners. He wanted men who were able to learn the literature and the language of the Babylonians. And I guess he wanted men who were able to influence the mothers and the children in their community. And his intention for these men was to indoctrinate them into the culture of the Babylonians so that they would then go back into their community and inspire loyalty to him as king. And we know from the story that Daniel and some of his friends were selected to train and serve the king. And we are told that he was given a special diet, but Daniel refused to eat this food and said that he would not defile himself and asked to be served water and vegetables instead. 
I think it's really important to understand that there wasn't anything necessarily wrong with this food. I believe the issue was with what it represented. For example, in the Bible, we know that wine represents the spirit. And so the wine of the king was equal to the spirit of the king. And therefore, to drink the king's wine was to drink the king's spirit. And whatever that represented, whether it be good or evil, you would take that on as you filled yourself with his wine. And then again, on another level, when you look at what a spirit is, a spirit is somebody's character, it's somebody's demeanour, it is their attitude, it's their desire. And so to take on the king's spirit was to take on all of these things. And Daniel had wisdom to understand this and he chose to, I guess, show integrity by saying that he's not going to take on anything that could potentially compromise his worship for God. And again, on this point, the meat that was given to these men were intended to make the men strong. And so for Daniel to choose to not eat the meat, there was the possibility that he would appear weaker than all the other men. And I think it's quite important to see here that Daniel didn't care more about serving the king than he did about his faith in God. If you look at the position to serve the king in the sense of work, this was almost like a promotion for Daniel. This was like an opportunity for him to work in a very senior position within the country. And so it was a really big opportunity. But I guess what is encouraging for us to see is that when the king came to choose who he wanted for the position, he saw that Daniel and his friends were better than all the other men. And I guess that is reassuring for us to know that where we choose to honor God, God honors us. And where we choose to stand for our faith, God will reward us for that. And so then for ourselves, when we're aspiring for positions of leadership or promotions to higher levels, we have to think of the kind of leader we want to be. Do we want to be like Daniel who leads by example and leads by integrity? Or are we going to be people that are willing to compromise on our integrity and on our morals just to get what we want? Whether it is a promotion, whether it is a pay rise, or whether it is to fit in with a group of people at work, we must not want something so much that we are willing to let go of our faith and let go of our integrity just so that we can have it. And I know that can sometimes be difficult, but with the understanding that the Lord will reward and honour our sacrifice to him in this way, I hope that if you do find yourself in such a situation at work, you're able to show integrity. And so with that said, here are my top three principles that I learned from this story. So the first thing I learned was about focus. I had to first ask myself why I wanted the promotion so bad and why it meant so much to me to get it. And I think when I did that kind of self-reflection, it really only came back down to the fact that I had placed my identity in the role. I had really defined myself by my worldly successes and the degree to which I grew in my job was an indication of how successful and how valuable I thought I was. And so this promotion really meant something to me because I guess in my own eyes, I was attaining to a level of success that I felt could only be achieved through work. And I think fundamentally the issue was that I was comparing myself to other people. And I think what I really learned from the story of Daniel was that he didn't compare himself to the other men. Easily he could have looked to his left and looked to his right and seen the other men eaten away at the meat and knowing that that meat was intended to make them strong. He could have been afraid in his heart that he wouldn't meet the requirement necessary to serve the king. And because of that, he could have potentially decided to change his diet from the vegetables to the meat so that he would be on the same playing field as the men and have the same shot as the opportunity as they did. But no, Daniel didn't do any of that. He didn't compare himself to the men. He was so diligent in what he had to do. He focused on his faith in God and was diligent in the time of training that was given to them. And as a result of that diligence, we see that the Lord exalted him. 
And so we just need to focus. We need to get our focus right. We need to focus on what's important and not compare ourselves to people and not allow other people's successes to dim our successes or make us feel insecure in where we are and what we've achieved. Because as long as we are being diligent in what we are doing at work and showing integrity, God is faithful and God is good and in due season, he will take us to the next level. And so we just need to rest in the season we find ourselves in. The second thing I learned from the story of Daniel was about companionship. I believe Daniel was able to stand strong in his faith because he had the right community of people around him. He had his friends who were just as committed to their faith as he was. And I think of that scripture in Mark 2 where there were four friends who took their friend up to see Jesus and where they saw that the room was full, they lowered him down from the roof. And I think of how Daniel and his friends supported each other in that way and helped each other to remain accountable. And so as working professionals, we should always look to have that same kind of community around us. And I know that that can sometimes be difficult to find. But there are social groups for working professionals in the faith. On Instagram, I'm sure there's some on LinkedIn. And if you want any more information on that, I can happily link that. And also, I think it's really important to have a mentor. Because while peer-to-peer interaction is really important and really beneficial, But sometimes you just need somebody who has already gone before you and has already experienced some of the things that you are now newly coming to so that you can learn from their experiences and you don't have to make the same mistakes that they have and you don't even have to make some mistakes of your own. And my last and final point is gratitude. It's so easy for us to be so caught up with trying to climb the career ladder that we forget to just stop and be grateful for the learners that we gain from where we are for the experiences and the friends and the colleagues that we gain along the way, we should always try and find something to be grateful for. And I think that's a great way of just renewing your heart and renewing your mind. And I think with that kind of renewing, you're able to make better decisions towards integrity. In the words of Kofi, I'm not going to sing it. Gratitude is a must. And so going back to my earlier example of wanting a promotion, I remember reading the story and thinking to myself, gosh, could I behave the way Daniel did? And obviously I know that I didn't, but I think the beauty of our walk with Christ is that we can learn from men like Daniel. And when we find ourselves in similar situations again, we can then apply the principles that we've learned so we don't make the same mistake twice. Guys, thank you so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. This has been a long time coming, but we here, we out here, we ain't going nowhere. Um, So connect, connect, connect. Please follow us on Instagram at the or job podcast. So that's the O-O-J-O podcast. Um, and also look out for episode two that's going to be a continuation from today I know we spoke a lot about integrity today so next week is going to be a bit more practical looking at workplace competition and it will be available on Spotify and if you follow our Instagram page you will get notifications of when that is coming out so yes engage connect and hashtag work at God's standard